Amen. We are going to worship the King this morning, aren't we? Praise the Lord. Aren't we glad that Jesus is our Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I hope we all had a blessed week. We've all come back again with each other. How wonderful that God has blessed us. Amen. That we've made it through another week. Well, uh, don't forget uh, this Wednesday's prayer service uh, at 6.30. Sister Oprah does a wonderful job. You need to come out and join in prayer before church at 7. It's important. We need to. And, you know, it's, it's important that while pastors are ministering, you need to, if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to be praying in tongues uh, for the service. Amen. And uh, it just adds to the anointing, and, and it also brings convicting power upon those who may be lost or in a backslidden condition. Also, Wednesday will be at 7. We have children. Sunday morning will be the 15th, is, uh, well, at 10.30. Men's ministry meeting with Brother Everett is going to be on the 21st at 5 o'clock. Amen. So, you men, come ahead and enjoy your time with each other. Amen. And the third Sunday is church expense offering. And on the 22nd will be the quarterly business meeting after church. Amen. Also remember uh, to to continue the 21 days of prayer for Kogop churches around the world. Amen. So it's very important to remember that. And continue to pray for the offering for our uh, for the Emporia Church. And also remember to bring your items for blessing bags on January 22nd. And I think we're supposed to take them downstairs to the Sunday school room? Okay, all right. So don't forget that. Uh, how many have got your stuff bought? Oh, good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm honest, I can't help it. But I will this week. Remind me, would you please? Okay, okay, good. All right, my scripture for today is Galatians 6. And we're going to go 1 through 9. Amen. Brethren, if a man overtaken in a fault, ye are spiritual. That means you're not critical. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, and considering thyself, lest thou art to be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens, and be so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he has deceived himself. But every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, thou shalt he reap. Isn't that the truth? It'll come back on you. I've seen it happen too many times. People, they've stepped out. Even Christians have done it. And I'm so ashamed and so embarrassed for them. But it happens. For he that soweth to his flesh shall flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And what I want to point out now is let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap and we, if we faint not. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We will reap. We will reap all of our prayers that we're putting before the Lord. Amen. Let's stand. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Let's lift our hands towards heaven.
Father God, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Father, for another week, Father, that we have to be able to come together in fellowship and love with each other. Thank you, Father, for each and every family that's here. We thank you, Lord, for Psalms 91, our prayer of protection. Psalms 121, 7 and 8, you'll bless our arrivals and our departures. We plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one. We ask, Lord, to watch over our children and grandchildren. We thank you, Lord, for our pastor. We thank you for the anointing of God that rests upon him. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to have ears to hear and a spirit to receive the truth written word of God. And right now, if there's anyone lost or in a backslidden condition, that today will be their day of salvation. And we thank you, Lord, for healing each and every one from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Amen and amen. Sunday. <laughs> Still getting used to some things. Uh, of course, we're getting ready to take up our offering. And uh, I want to use a little theme this morning called blessed to be a blessing. The believer has God's blessing upon his life. Being blessed of God, the believer is to also become an instrument of blessing to others. Kind of went along with what we were talking about in Sunday school today. If we have, we ought to be blessing others. Amen. Scripture reading based on this is Genesis 12, 1. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2 says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Abraham, in this scripture, is told to leave his home and the security of his father's house and go to a land that God will show him. He is told by God that he will be blessed and that he will also become a blessing to others. The way to God's blessing is a way of faith. There are times when God asks us to do something where we are unable to see the outcome. We've all been there. Abraham was asked to go, but was not shown where at the time of his departure that he was to go. Our giving is like that. God asks us to give our tithes and offerings and promises us to be a blessing. Yet often we are unable to see anything in which by our giving we will still have more after than we had before we gave. Yet for those of us who have trusted God and have been faithful in giving, we see again and again God's blessing in our lives. But there is more to this story than just being blessed ourselves. Abraham was told that he would be blessed and would be also a blessing to others. How true this principle is in the area of our giving. Through our financial gifts to the church, the poor are clothed, the hungry are fed, the gospel is preached, and so much more. So when we give, we're truly able to give because of God's blessing in our lives. But through and because of our giving, we're not only blessed ourselves, but we are blessing in all the other people's lives that we touch. It's not that we just throw our tithes and offerings in the offering plate. There's more to it. There's more to your giving than just bringing your tithes and say, well, I've done my duty. No, there's more to it. 
What Abraham was talking about here was a spiritual blessing, not only listening to God, but doing what I told you to do, give what I told you to do, and I will bring the blessings to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity this morning as we take up our offerings and we give you praise and glory. Thank you for the health that we have to go to our jobs and work. We thank you for those, Father, who are on fixed incomes, who are giving as you have blessed them. And it just keeps coming in. So we thank you, Father. It's a great thing to always sow seed in the ground because when we know that there's seed in the ground, harvest will always follow. So we give you praise for that. And all the givers said, amen and amen. Amen. Brother Rudy and Brother uh, George, you want to take up the offering this morning? Hallelujah. Thank God. Brother George, it's just wonderful you're getting around like you are. I mean, it's wonderful. Amen. <laughs> okay, go ahead and serve the people. Thank you for your giving this morning. Amen. <laughs> oh, let's worship the King. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, girls, you can start again. Thank you. Yes, amen. Praise God. First song today is about thanking the Lord because he is faithful forever. He does not change.
says Come on. And I can trust in him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God.
is. From beginning to the end, it will always be, always been you, Jesus. Amen.
the Lord. Good morning, good morning everyone. We pray that you have and are having a great day. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't you love to see that sun shining out there? Thank God for the sun. Not only the S-U-N but the S-O-N. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Just a, just a, a little review for uh, just a moment to uh, continue to remind everyone about our focus for 2023. Our focus is on the future, not on the past. Can you say amen? Uh, we need to remember that what happened yesterday happened when? Yesterday. yesterday. So we're endeavoring to go forward. Uh, last week we mentioned the importance of staying focused on prayer. How many of you realize how important it is to pray? Amen. Not just th when things are going well, but pray when it doesn't look like things are working out at all. It's still time to pray. Uh, I heard a friend of mine say one time, it's never a good time to take a vacation from your prayer life. So it's good to take vacations, but as long as you don't take one from your prayer life, we need to continually pray, amen, lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ in our prayers and all that he has already done. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. This is our uh, subject for today. I want you to get this in your spirit because this grabs everybody in here. When the desire, everybody say desire. When the desire in front of you. Now, where should your desire be? In front of you. When the desire in front of you is greater than the pain. Everybody in here at one time or another, you've been through some kind of pain, whether it be physical or whether it be emotional. Pain is real. And it's visited the household of probably everybody in this service today. But when the desire in front of you is greater than the pain of the what? Past. So where should our pain be? It should be behind us, not continually in front of us to where we're allowing the adversary to always speak things of doubt, always speak things that are going to cause us to not feel well. Because, folks, you need to realize the adversary, the devil, was kicked out of God's place because he thought he had a little bit more than what God had. 
How many know he's wrong? The devil's wrong. See, the devil will always try to bring you things you want to hear that will tickle your flesh, tickle your ears. But that's not always what we want or what needs to be said to us. So when your desire is in front of you, amen, when the desire in front of you is greater, say greater, greater than what you went through, greater than the pain of the past. If you keep bringing it up, you still, you, it's still there. It ain't in the past. If all you can do is talk about it. Well, this happened, this happened, this happened. Well, you know what? You need to get over it. I said you need to get over it. Well, Pastor, how do I get over it? When the desire in front of you is greater than the past, greater than all those things you're going through or have been through. But when your desire is greater than the pain of the past, you're ready for a miracle. I still believe in miracles. Why do I still believe in miracles? I believe in Jesus. Jesus is a miracle worker. Amen. From his inception to the time he left, miracles followed him everywhere he went. Did you know that every waking moment of the life of Jesus, when he got up, he was on his way to go help somebody? Every day. I said every day, well, what is a desire, Pastor? A desire is simply a strong action to accomplish something. Now, that desire could be bad or that desire could be good. Amen. I'd rather stay on the positive side and have my desires always be on the positive side because there's enough negative stuff out there to drive all of us crazy. Amen. If you listen to the news long enough, you won't know whether you're human or not human. Come on. You won't know whether you're a man or a woman if you listen to the news. But if you know what the Bible says about it, there are two genders, one male and the other one female. Can you say amen? amen? That's not going to change. In 2016, an actor-director, Mel Gibson, produced a film called Hacksaw Ridge. Anybody ever see that movie? It's the life story of World War II Medal of Honor winner Desmond Doss. Desmond Doss was a conscientious objector, not about serving his country, but about carrying a weapon because of his religious beliefs. He did not want to take another man's life. In one of the bloodiest battles of World War II on Hacksaw Ridge, under heavy fire by the enemy, he rescued 75 men and carried them to safety during this time of heroism, he was wounded three times. In a personal interview, he said each time he rescued a wounded soldier, he would say, Lord, let me get one more. Let me get one more. I've been in the battlefield. I know what he's talking about. I've shed my own blood over there. I know what he's talking about. 
He said, Lord, let me get one more. Just let me get one more. Give me the strength to get one more. Now, this is a man in the heat of battle. We can relate that over to our lives today. Lord, when was the last time you led somebody to the Lord? When was the last time we cared enough about somebody who was lost to give them a phone call, write them a letter, check on them, see how they are? Not only the Bible says are we always going to, Beverly's teaching today, not only are we always going to have the poor with us, but we're also going to have the sinner with us. The field is white with harvest. Who will go? Seventy-five times the Lord gave strength to Desmond Doss. He was so beat up, so shot up, so worn out. Desmond Doss was a little guy. You and I need to be rescuing more wounded people. Let me ask you this question. How many wounded people out there do you know? I know some in my own family. Wounded. Some of them have never been saved, have never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They're wounded, and they don't know it. We need to be rescuing people or at least testifying, witnessing to someone every day about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Desmond Howard was a combat medic. His only weapon was his Bible and his faith in God when he was on the battlefield. (laughs) His desire, everybody say desire. His desire in spite of his own wounds Folks, let me tell you something. Our desire, in spite of how much we hurt, should always be looking forward in front of us to help someone else get by their hurt. Glory to God. His desire, in spite of his own wounds, was to continue his miraculous desire to help his fallen comrades, his desire, his desire. He kept going back under heavy enemy fire. They kept saying, Desmond, where are you going? I'm going back. Somebody else needs to be rescued. Shouldn't that be our mentality? Shouldn't we keep be going back and going back? Well, I've already been there twice. Well, go again. I've already called my family. I've already visited them. Call them again. Visit them again. Somebody is dying and reaching out and reaching up for someone to come to their aid. There's three things that God desires for us all. Matthew 22:37 says, "Love him with all your heart." Everything that you're made up of, we should be loving people with that same love. Hallelujah. I I'm still one of these guys that cannot wrap my mind around the word love. But I do know what Jesus said about it in John 3.16. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have what? Everlasting life. Love him with all your heart. 
Yeah, but I don't feel like loving today. What's your feelings got to do with anything about loving God? Nothing. Nothing. Too many Christians in the church today are allowing their feelings to sidetrack what we need in our hearts most, and that's to know him in the reality of love. Like I said, I, I please don't think I know everything there is about love because I don't. I, I'm still trying to wrap my arms around a man that could send his only begotten son to a sinful, ungodly world, have him die a treacherous death on the cross of Calvary because of somebody he didn't even know like you and me. I have one son, and I'll be honest with you this morning. I would not give his life for any of you. I'm not God. I love my son. I couldn't give him anyway because I'm not God and he's not a savior. But God did. God so loved the world, the white, the black, the red, whatever color, Thank God Jesus' love crosses all lines. There is no barrier to this man called Jesus Christ. There was no barrier to this man named Desmond Doss. He kept going back. Well, I went to witness to someone and they hurt my feelings. Well, bless your little heart. You know, we all need to join the club of the first hurt. Anybody ever been hurt in church? You stay in church long enough, you'll get hurt. Does that mean we've got to pout about it for 40 years? Does that mean we've got to go around looking sad all of our life because of somebody did something wrong to me? No, if we believe what he's talking about here, did he really say the joy of the Lord is what? Does that mean you can have the joy of the the joy of the Lord, and He can be your strength in your time of trouble? Amen. Come on. Yes, it can. Yeah, but I don't want to. Well, then stay sad. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning? What did God say? Three things that God wants us to desire for us all. Love Him. Love Him with everything that you have. Does that mean you're... Every, all your goods, yes. All your money, yes. All, all these other things. Love him with all of your heart. Another thing in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, how much do you love? Did you know you can't love your neighbor till you learn how to love yourself? I, did you hear that? How can you love your neighbor and you don't even love yourself? Well, Pastor, how do I find out how to love myself? Well, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, greater love hath no man than one who would lay down his life for a friend. No greater love. God's not asking you to lay down your life for a friend. But he is asking you to realize what he did. He laid down his life for you. Now, what are we going to do about it? Do we just get saved and sit on the pew and just forget about it? Well, I hope everybody else gets in. I got saved. I'm in. I'm not worried about none of you. We can get that way. 
one of the one of the uh, <laughs> one of the words that I do not like to hear about that tries to creep into churches is complacency. We've done it so long, and I'm tired, and I don't want to do it anymore. Have you forgotten? Have we forgotten about the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross of Calvary? How can we sit back and not do nothing? How can we sit back knowing we know what to do and don't do it? Come on, somebody help me this morning. Can you say amen? And the last thing in Matthew 28, 19, it says that you and I need to make disciples of what? All nations. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we don't need to sit on our blessed assurance and expect the world to get saved. There's a world out there that needs you and I. There's somebody out there that's been wounded that needs you and I to go rescue them and bring them into the sanctity and the safe place of a local church. Glory to God. Lifting up the banner of this man called Jesus. Listen to this. You're writing notes. You need to take this down. Our desires fuel, they fuel your actions. Your desire fuel your actions. In other words, whatever you have a desire to do, it will fuel you or cause you to act on it. Because that desire is out here. It's out here. And it will add fuel to the fire. When you have a desire in your heart, God, God will add things to it. And then you'll act on it. See, that's the only way the word can work for you. That's how you got saved. You heard the word and you believed it in your heart. And you what? You acted on what you heard because you knew it to be true. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Our desires, your desire will fuel, your desire will cause you to act on what you believe. But if the desire is gone, there's no fuel. (laughs) We should be each other's log of wood. When I see your fire getting dim, I need to tell you, we need to throw another log on the fire. Come on now. I've been there. Thank God I have some wonderful friends who will tell it to me whether I like it or not. That's a friend indeed. Then there are other so-called friends who tell you what you want to hear and rub you like a cat. It's purring. How dare you rub that cat the other way? You know how that cat will react? Like I said, thank God I have friends in my life who love me and care about me. You know, this lady right here, there have been times I've left the pulpit feeling good, thinking I've done a good job, and, and, and I'll get home and I'll say, Barb, how did it go? And she'll look right at me and say, well, I didn't think much of it. Oh, no, it's just dryer and sand. Yeah, that's dryer and sand. <laughs> you know why she can talk to me that way? Not because she's, she's mean, because she loves me. Come on now. Are are we too touchy that someone can't tell us the truth? (laughs) Our desires fuel our actions. Our desires must, listen to this. Let me write this down too. This is good too. 
not just because I say it. And, and, and you know, it's not so much as what I say here today, but it's what the Holy Spirit says to you about what I say. Come on, it ain't about the speaker. So it's not so much as what I say, but it's what the Holy Spirit says to you about what I say. Our desires must exceed our pain. I'm not saying pain is not real. I'm not saying pain is not there. But your desire in front of you can exceed your pain. It'll cause you to quit turning around and looking back every 10 minutes and referring to what happened to you in the past. It happened. It's over. 2022 is gone. It's over. But we have a brand new slate. You as individuals have a brand new slate. This church as a corporate entity towards God, has a brand new slate. Now, it's up to you and I what we're going to do with it. Are we going to allow the pain of the past to keep dragging us back? Or are we going to put the desire that God has placed in our heart and go forward? Come on! Hallelujah! Our desires must exceed our pain to receive our victory or our miracle. Glory to God. Psalms 3, 4 says, I love this. Psalms 3, 4 says, delight thyself, where? In the Lord. It's okay to, to, to delight yourself. It's okay to, to get in the word of God and see what God is saying to you. Folks, I want to tell you, if you haven't been delighting yourself in the word of God lately, then you haven't been reading lately because his word will bring joy to the hearer. It really will. It'll get you out of that stagnant place of, of thinking that you don't have anything to offer. We all have something to offer. I don't care what the age is. I'm, I'm in a church with a group of people who are older and we still love the Lord. I'm not getting, I'm not quitting. I'm not, if I can't run as fast as I used to, I'll scoot. If I can't kick as high as I used to, I'll just put it up there. But I'm not quitting. I'm in this thing. You're with me. I'm with you. Let me know how we can help each other. Woo. Psalms 3, 4. You, I can't delight yourself in the Lord. You've got to delight yourself. Amen. I can't read for you. I can't pray for you. You have to do that yourself. Delight thyself. You bring joy to your own heart. You bring goodness to your family's heart. You do it. Don't expect the preacher every Sunday to take you from point A to point B. He can only share with you what the Holy Spirit has deposited in his heart to cause you and I to grow. Hallelujah. Delight thyself in the Lord. If you will delight yourself in the Lord, find out what God has for you. I can't do that for you. You have to do that. But when we do, he said, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give you what? The desires of your what? Heart. Whoa, I love that. 
God will never expect you to do something. And if you'll do it, then he'll come right back along and give you the answer. If. I know that's a little word. What did he say? This is so important. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. I love this next part. He shall. Everybody say, he shall. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he shall, he shall, he shall, he shall, he shall give you the desires of what? Your heart. Woo! Glory to God. Tap somebody next to you and say, he's preaching now. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I'm growing to love you guys. You just don't know. This house is full of wisdom, full of youth. And we too need to come together. What the old know, what the old knows, and what they don't think they want to hear from the, from the youth, we better start listening to each other. Our youth has some great ideas. Our youth has some things that we need to listen to. But the youth also needs to remember just because we're old, we haven't given up. <laughs> I'm older. But use me. Use my wisdom. Use what I can offer you. Use my energy. Use, use my talents. Can you say amen? <laughs> it's always, listen to this, it's always, isn't this true with God? It's always a heart issue. Always. It's always a heart issue with him. When you put your heart out there, your desire will be his pleasure. But we always don't want to put our heart out there. Pastor, I might get hurt. I know what you mean. Barbara and I have been hurt so many times. If we would, if we would lean on all, that, all those years of being hurt, you know, we'd just quit. But my desire keeps popping up. My desire is to see people well. My desire is to see people full of joy, full of goodness, full of truth. Even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of pain, God can see you through it. It's always a hard issue with God. When you put your heart out there, your desire will be his pleasure. Psalm 21, 2 says, Thou hast given him his heart's desire and hast not withheld the request of his lips. You've got you to talk. You've got to go to God and talk. Thou hast given him, you, you. You can put your name there. You can put your name there. You can say, thou hast given Rudy his heart's desire. Why? Because he has a desire. And he has not withholding the request that Rudy gave. Isn't that good, Rudy? That's Rudy talking. Oh, watch out. That's you talking. Watch out. Glory to God. I love that. <laughs> Psalms 84, 11. <laughs> it says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Folks, there's some things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to live right. You can't live like the devil and come in here on Sunday and think God's going to ho- uh, help you. Even though he will. Amen. Even though he will, you can't, you can't live like the devil and expect God to bless you. Amen. When you get saved and get born again, there's a life change that happens. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. 
Now, I, I want to ask you this question. Every perfect person in this church right now, raise your hand. Just as I thought. You're all just like me. <laughs> I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus. No good thing will he withhold from them that what? Walk uprightly in him, in him. Proverbs 11.30, I love this. It says, he that winneth souls is wise. That's the latter part of that verse there in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. It says, he that winneth souls is wise. Another translation says, he that is a witness, he that shares the word, I will liken him to a man who has common sense. <laughs> Isn't that, that's true. It really is. When you share the word, when you're a witness, the Bible says he that winneth souls is wise, but he that winneth souls or her is very intelligent. Glory to God. Glory to God. I hate the devil. <laughs> Did you hear me? I said, I hate the devil. What he keeps trying to do to this world. What he keeps trying to do to you. He won't let up. Sometimes he comes in like one of those things that does the gravel. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like this in your head. And it just won't let up. But all of a sudden, Jesus! And he stops. I remember visiting a jail one time. They called me in the middle of the night. Said this lady had been taken to jail and she lost her mind. So I called up one of the, this was in a, a Baptist church. I called up one of the deacons and I said, Sister so-and-so has lost her mind and they want us to come to the jail and pray for her. So he came right over. He said, yeah, pastor, I'll go with you. And you know how you are. We just got saved. We were on fire for God. We didn't, we were, we were ready, man. We were hot, 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 ready to preach the gospel. We got in the jail. The jailer opened the cell door. The minute she, he opened the cell door, that lady wrenched her hand through the jail cell and said, you come to kill me, didn't you? And I said, ooh, I think I did the Michael Jackson moonwalk when she said that. Because I went backwards. What? I mean, it was, anything ever happened like that? To you? you come to kill me, didn't you? And the only thing I knew to say then, I was a good Baptist boy, man. We just taught about Jesus. I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just backing up. But the more I kept thinking about it, I said, wait a minute. What am I afraid of? Jesus is with me. And I looked at her right in the eye. And she was having some oppressive periods. She was allowing some oppressive spirits to uh, come into her life. I said, wait a minute, sister, it's Brother Arnold. And it was like her eyes opened. She was in another place. Those oppressive spirits, I'm telling you, they'll corral you if you let them. And I went towards her, and, and her hand was out, and I took her by the hand. I said, Sister Sarah, God loves you. And I rebuke every foul spirit that's trying to get you to go to another place that you have no business going. Come on now. 
Jesus' name is above every name. That's even oppressive spirits. If you allow those oppressive spirits to have their way in your life, you'll never have a good day. You'll never have a, a, a good thought. But it's Jesus. That lady was delivered. And before we left there, I think a couple weeks later, she was back in church. She was back in church. <laughs> Matthew four nineteen it says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Who's this all about? Him. The great fisherman. I'm not after things. I'm after people. I'm after people like you. I'm, I'm after your family. I'm after your children, your grandchildren, your aunts, your uncles, your grandmas, your grandpa. I'm after them. They need to be here with us. Whatever cause it is that's causing people not to come here, we need to break that power and loose the goodness of Jesus Christ into their lives. But we have to give them something to come for. I said we have to give them something to come for. We have to give them a reason to want to come, to want to be a part of Hope Through Grace Fellowship. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 9.19 says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. To me, you know what the greatest asset of a pastor is? Is he a servant? Is he a servant to the people? Or is he just a figurehead? that people like to look at on Sundays and say, there's the pastor. <laughs> Come on. This is not Barb Nye's first rodeo. We know what's going on. We know what's happening. We come here to be a blessing. We come here to, to, to hold up what's already been taught. You people have been taught right. You, you love and you give and you, you reach out and you love people. You love strangers that come in off the street. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? It's not about what kind of shoes we wear, what kind of clothes we wear, what kind of car we drive, what kind of truck. You know, man, there's, there's some pretty trucks out there. I'd like to have one, but I think I'll just keep my RAV4. <laughs> You almost uh, look at and thank God for you, you guys that drive them. I love them. I just love to see them. I mean, they're, they're just nice. And God has blessed you to do that. I'm getting off my subject here. But it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. But I love this scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're getting ready to close here. But listen to this. For though I be free from all men. In other words, uh, men don't own me. Men don't tell me what to say. National headquarters did not tell me when I took this church what I was going to have to preach. Bishop Smith did not tell me. Now, when you take that local church there, there are just some things you can mention and some, some things you're not. Well, if he would have said that, I would have said, well, you probably ought to get somebody else. For though I be free from all men and what they think about me, what they may say, and this is you too. Yet have I made myself a servant unto all that I might what? Gain the more. Let me give you a little illustration here. I, I love little illustrations. 
This is what a pastor ought to look like. Anybody ever seen these, this here? In a restaurant, you know, you go to one of these nice family restaurants. What do they do? They got a, yeah, got a little handkerchief over there. Yes. Can I find you a seat? What was he doing? He was serving us. Look, when the leadership of the church gets above serving, then they've got above leading. <laughs> well, glory, glory to God. Look at the person next to you and say, I sure do love you. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's, let's get ready to close here. James 5.20. Let him know that he which converteth or leadeth a sinner from error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin. That's what you're doing for a lost man. That's what you're doing for a lost woman. Amen. You're helping them. You're, 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 you're uh, getting them to go another direction that's causing them uh, to go to hell. Desmond Doss's whole heart's desire was to rescue as many as he could from dying on the battleground. Should not this be our greatest desire from this church? Lord, give me one more. Give me one more person that I could win to the Lord. When the desire in front of you is greater than the pain of the past, you're ready for a miracle. It's by our heads. Father, we just thank you. Oh, thank God for the word. Thank God for these people who are listening so intently today. Our main objective, Father, is to download or deposit into them the life-giving word of Jesus Christ that we can apply to our lives ourselves and go about day to day. And thank you, Jesus, for all of that. Make us all be true to our calling, true to each other. But most of all, Lord, like our high priest Jesus, allow us to be servants in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here this morning, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you'd like to ask Jesus to come into your life this morning, then I ask you to come. You say, well, Pastor, I'm okay. I, everything's okay. I've asked Jesus to come into my life. If Jesus were to come to the front today and stand where I'm da- standing and give the altar call today and, and, and he would look you, I'm sure, right in the eyes with those piercing eyes and say, are you ready? If you can say yes, then you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I believe... To my knowledge, I don't know. Everybody in here is ready. But look at these seats we have empty. We have room for visitors. We have room for people to come and fill up these seats. Barb and I want you to come to us with any ideas that you might have for growth. We are open. We are open to listen to what would make our church grow. What would make our church better? Our phone number's on front of the uh, bulletin. Feel free to call us and let us know. We're going to work this together. You may be here this morning and you need a touch in your body. Not feeling well this morning. We've already prayed for Tommy. We've already believed for his healing. And he, he uh, looks like he's doing better, feeling better. 
So if you're here this morning and you need someone uh, or you need us to pray for your physical body, for whatever it is, then come on. Let's get comfortable with praying for each other. Whatever that is. Anybody? Anybody needs a, a touch from God in your body today? Well, praise God, that means we're all doing well. Hallelujah. That means we can all find a big restaurant today and, and go eat and go eat big. Yes, April. Well, let me just come back to where you are. Oh, well, okay. All right. Come right ahead. Well, sure he does. Amen. That's what he's telling me. Well, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we lay hands on April. You You know exactly where she is with you. And God, you'll meet her exactly where she is. So whatever it is, as you spoke to her, whether it be spiritual, whether it be uh, natural, we're believing that you touch her. Thank you that her mind is clear. Thank you you that her heart and her, her, her prayers are pure. Thank you. So we speak to her heart as well as her mind. Thank you, Father. The word works in this woman. We call her well. We call her well in every area of her life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now just, now just go ahead and lift your hands up and praise Him. Yeah, just praise the Lord. Anybody else need prayer? Anybody else need prayer? One of the... One of the best things you need to do after you receive prayer is to lift your hands up and praise Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for touching you. Thank Him for being who He is. He will be with you wherever you are. He will meet you on the level that you are, wherever that is. He'll meet you right there. He'll meet you where you are. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a great day it's been to be here. Yes. yes. There's yeah. a lot going on there. Oh God my, knows yes. everything. Amen. Spiritually, mentally, physically for Vicky's family. I believe you. Hallelujah. Give me, your, give me your hands. Hallelujah. Up. Y'all reach your hands up here. Jesus. Father, in the name that's above every name, we pray for Sister Vicky today. You know where she's at. You know what she's going through. You know the family. We speak to Sasha right now in the name of Jesus. We speak health, healing, whatever it is. Whatever it is, we come against it right now in Jesus' name that her body would line up to what the Word says. Thank you for people sent to her. Surround her with the love of God. Surround her with the peace of God. Surround her with people of God. We give you praise. Amen. In the name. In the name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sonny, you need prayer? Is that why you came up? Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Glenda. Pray for her. Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, we come against the dizziness problems. Whatever it is that's causing that. The equilibrium, whatever it may be, Father, we're, we're speaking correctness that it would line up. That the power of God would touch her heart, touch her mind. Greater, greater is he that's in her 
than he that's in the world. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Jesus is the healer. Glory to God. Jesus. 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 Everybody shout, Jesus. Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Glory. Jesus. 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 Jesus can calm any storm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessing, blessing and joy. I speak into this. Glory to God. Yeah, give, give Beverly a little volume back there. Come on, Beverly. Yes. Oh, more than able. Woo. Jesus. Jesus.